is going on, Buffalo? We are happy to be back here at the Buffalo Binge. I'm your host, AY, and as always, we got Eric here. Eric, how are you, kid? I'm awesome, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, dude. I mean, to me personally, it feels like we're still in the Christmas season because I cannot believe the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. And, you know, there's just a lot going on that we got to catch up on since our last episode, man. Yeah, it's been crazy. I know life's been nuts for you with work and getting your house up for sale. Yep. I had COVID. There's just been a lot of things that have been keeping us apart lately and not able to get together to do this. And I just want to apologize to everyone out there, our dedicated fans. You guys have been great. Thank you for all the patience. But we're back. We're back. We're ready to go. Graham is no longer infested. And anybody who's ever dealt with COVID, you would know how terrible it is. I mean, I literally watched this guy lose life and come back from the dead. Uh, so I hope everybody out there has been safe, healthy, and you're taking protocol seriously because it's a real thing, guys. I literally just watched my best friend go through it. So yeah, it sucked. You know, but I got to tell you, that being said, fans were able to be there for the first home game of the playoffs, 6,700 fans. And it was incredible to see on TV, even though it was just 6,700. It sounded like 67,000. And everybody says that. Yeah, it's nuts, man. The last home the last home game, too. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Right. Al Michaels and what? who's the other guy that they got? <laughs> Chris Collinsworth. Like, Jesus. It yeah, was, here, it here's was, a guy. Yeah, <laughs> it was over and over and over again. They kept talking about how loud the Bills fans were. So if you were there repping Buffalo, I'm proud of you. I'm sure Graham's proud of you. You guys definitely represented the Mafia very well causing the Ravens to get two false start penalties in a row on their own goal line. That was fantastic huge, to watch. Huge. And a huge point of the game, honestly. Yeah. Let's let's dive right into that, though, man. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, we weren't able to be there for the 90s run. I mean, we were alive, but we were just kids. We didn't know what football even was. Right. So this is the first time in 25 years that we get to actually experience this feeling and see Buffalo just rising up as a city, as a community. It's been really great, dude, and it, it was honestly nothing I ever expected it to be. I didn't know what to expect, but this has been a great feeling in Buffalo. Dude, I'll tell you what. Growing up being Bills fans in this time where, like you said, 25 years without a, a playoff win, mm-hmm. we were too young to know what it felt like to win the last time that they won a playoff game. Right. That feeling that I got when we finally won one, and then last week when we beat the Ravens, dude, I cried. It was nuts. It's been hard being a Bills fan for my lifetime mm-hmm. and for your lifetime. It's just it's just a good time. It's good timing, man. We got so many things coming into this season that are positive. We've got a great wide receiver group. We've got a great offense. This team has just really come together as one and has taken all the critics from around the nation and just basically gave them the middle finger. And we've been riding this gravy train as Bills fans. And it, like you said, 25 years in the making, you can't ask for a better situation than what's happening right now. No, you can't. And you know what? It's all led by Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is the cornerstone of this team. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean are the cornerstones of the front office. Mm-hmm. This is the best time to be a Bills fan. And for anybody that's not on the train already, you better get on the train before yeah. the Super Bowl happens. Yeah. And speak, speaking of being a Bills fan, I just got to throw it right out there. Bills Mafia, not just for the game. I'm really proud to be a part of a fan base that can come together and show charitable communities and and really just express love, even though it's not for the same cause. Like Lamar Jackson goes down and instead of just talking crap about him, Bill's Mafia raises almost $400,000 for another foundation. We've done this with Andy Dalton before. We've done it with Josh Norman this year, Josh Allen. This is just a great community to be a part of. And like I said, I feel like everything's just coming together, and it's it's just an experience that I don't think words can even describe personally. And 
you got to be here. You got to be in this moment to understand what what's actually taking place here. I'll tell you what, man. It just makes me proud to be from Western New York, proud to be a Bills fan, proud to know that my community and my people are willing to help others in their time of need. Mm-hmm. And it's just been great, dude. It has. And they've raised almost like, what, $1.9 million yeah, just this year alone? Yeah, it, I think, you know, during a pandemic, raising almost $2 million, that's that's crazy. I mean, Barstool Sports, El, El Presidente there, he's been doing a lot of fundraising for small businesses and stuff. But to, at this point, with the pandemic and not being able to be at games and everybody still having that same love and passion for what we do here in Buffalo, I'm glad that that did not die out during this time. And that stuck around. If anything, I think it improved. It probably did. I, I really think that the pandemic, I'm not going to say it's a good thing, but if there is one good thing that came out of it, it's that Bills fans are closer than ever. We all share that love for this team. Yeah, agreed. Agreed 100%. So let's dive right into it, Graham. We uh, we weren't here for the first playoff game. We weren't here since what? Probably week nine, since the Seahawks game. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a long time. So we're going to just recap. You know, the last game against the Ravens, we're going to talk about what's going to be taking place here, what we think is going to be happening against the Chiefs. And I can't be happier with how the Bills handled the Ravens. Uh, I know last year we talked about how the Bills kind of gave the... They had like the plan for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they had the formula for Lamar Jackson kind of figured out. I mean, we lost that game. But the rest of the the rest of the league was definitely on notice on how to at least contain Lamar. And I think that that game plan just was perfected this year by the Bills. Three points, three points. dude. I I couldn't agree more with that, dude. And you know what? I know that the wind played a big factor in this game. Yeah, it is what it is. You play in all the all of the weather, all of the shit. Yeah, it sucks. It does. And the one thing that kind of irked me a little bit was after the win, Kurt Warner's like, oh, we got it. We got to play all playoff games in a dome. That that's not that's he, not. He's fair. only saying that because it's at like, the end of his career, he yeah. was playing in a dome out in yeah. Arizona, and he <laughs> loved it. And he's yeah. like, yeah, everything's easy now. Yep. I mean, but Tucker could possibly be considered the best kicker in the league. Struggles hit the post twice each side. That was actually kind of crazy for me to see. I I would never think Justin Tucker would miss twice in a row dinging off post. Well, I remember during the broadcast, they went to Sean McDermott's face like immediately after he dinked the first one, and he was in shock, and it was awesome. Right. He was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yes. Yep. But I, I just love what the defense was doing in this game. I know Josh Allen has been kind of riding this awesome wave here. He's been tearing teams up with that offense, with the Dolphins and the Patriots uh, coming into the playoffs. But I, I would say since we got into the playoffs, our offense has kind of been dulled down a little, and our defense has been more of what's carrying us through this. Well, I, I wouldn't say the offense has been dulled down a little. I would say that the first playoff game, they played really well against the Colts mm-hmm. the offensively. He threw for over 300 yards. He had, what, two touchdowns in that game? Yeah. He, he still went out and did his thing. The defense kept it where it needed to be, and they won that game. And now this week, they had to rely on the defense to get the win, and they stepped up, did what they had to do, and we're moving on. They took care of business. Yeah, they did. They they handled their business. I know when Zach Moss came in here, I was a big fan of his quote saying, it's a business decision. For my company. These guys handled their business. Leslie Frazier was yeah, not po- getting beat by the Ravens. Speaking week. of Zach Moss, man, what a what a shame that what he's out loss. for the rest of the year. What a lot. I mean, we can, we can use him. Because everybody, everybody knows that when you get in the playoffs, you have to have some type of run game to win. Yeah, it's, it's got to happen. So who's going to step up? I don't know. Antonio Williams did great when he had uh, week seventeen. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be something that they try to work out. But we did sign Devontae Freeman. Yep, which is awesome. I love Devontae Freeman. I loved him in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He really didn't do much for New York this year when uh, they signed him. But 
I think he got hurt. I think he was hurt for New York when they signed him. I don't know. I went through a little injury, but he's a former Pro Bowler. He's yes. a guy with experience, big game experience. He was on the Falcons when they made the Super Bowl run. So it, it's definitely some good experience to have in your backfield behind Devin Singletary. I like that addition. Stephon Diggs hasn't slowed down a minute. Nope. Stephon Diggs is going to ball out for mm-hmm. sure. Cole Beasley had no receptions, though, against the Ravens. John Brown, I'm happy to have him back. He made some huge plays on the sidelines for us. I'll tell you what, Gabe Davis has been looking really good. Sorry, Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis has been yep. looking really good in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But this defense, man, I, I just like that Lamar never had a chance for a one-on-one situation. I like that we were swarming to him. I like that our defensive line was continuously making kind of like a shell around him. In all plays. Yeah, not giving him the, the yeah. alley to run. There was there was one specific play I remember, actually, where the pocket broke down and Lamar's kind of shifting around. And you literally just saw Jerry Hughes stand still. Like, he didn't move. Like, he they, they must have had, like, some game plan for outside containment, which makes sense. But Jerry Hughes didn't go in to try to get him or nothing. He literally stayed in the same spot. Yep, and he just waited for him to come to him. waited. Yep. And, I, and I loved it because that's what you got to do with a guy who's as shifty as Lamar Jackson. And I, I think that this defense... And Leslie Frazier, they they just did everything perfect. This yeah. was a perfect defensive performance by by the Buffalo well, Bills. You brought up Jerry Hughes. He had two big sacks in this game. Yep. He had seven quarterback knockdowns in mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. He was all over him. Jerry Hughes had a hell of a game. You, and you can't mention the defense without bringing up the biggest play of the game. Oof. Taron Johnson, that pick six, that thing was 100% 102 yards, not yeah. 101. Oh, yeah. It, it should have broke the playoff record. Yep. He was definitely two yards deep. That's just my Buffalo bias coming into into play here. And my Buffalo bias is saying that's the greatest play in Buffalo Bills sports history. And you and I had a conversation before we started the show about what I think the greatest play is in Buffalo sports history. I didn't think that the Taron Johnson one was. Mm-hmm. But then now that I think more about it, I can't think of another play that is more pivotal in our history as Bills right. fans. And that's what I was saying, dude, is they were driving down after we just scored. So the score was 10 to 3. When the Ravens got the ball, they're driving down, they're driving down, they're running, everything. If they score, it's 10-10. You know, it's a different ball game. It's 0-0 yeah. right there. And momentum kind of gets shifted. We just marched, they march. It's it, it's kind of like a back and forth momentum thing. And for Taron Johnson to just rob them, and you could just see the life of Lamar Jackson just leave him because as soon as he picked it, Tredavious White takes off down the sideline, and he's just looking for Lamar. Yep. He, the only one who can catch Taron Johnson is Lamar Jackson. Yes. And when when Tredavious White blocked him and Lamar throws his hands up, I knew the game was over right there. I knew it was done. Yeah, Lamar you, had no more fight no, left in him at that point. You literally saw it just leave him. Yep. And I noticed further back in the play, Hollywood Brown, yeah. just, he just gave up not even two feet off the goal line, basically. That's one of the fastest guys in the league, yep. is it not? I'll tell you what, man, that... That was just one play I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. That's one of the biggest plays I've ever seen for the Buffalo Bills. And I'm glad it was Taron Johnson because this is the same kid who went into the combine and got hit in the head. Do you remember that play? Yes, I do. Literally was a meme for years, dude. And like just gets doinked right in the head, right off this drill where you have to keep running and you turn side to side and people are throwing you football. It's one of the dumbest drills they do in the combine. But... It, it really is like all you're doing. They say hike and you run down in a straight line and 15 people throw you a ball and you just keep looking left to right. But whatever. But he looked the wrong way and got hit in the head and everybody was making fun of him. And ever since he came into the league, I would say Taron Johnson is probably a top five nickel corner in the slot position. Oh, I 100 percent agree with you. I He has had rough games. Yeah, I will say that. But you know what? For the most part, he is extremely solid. Mm-hmm. He understands this defense. 
and is usually in the right spot at the right time. Yes. This is not the first biggest interception he's had. He's made a couple interceptions this year that have really, you know, set the game apart and allowed us to win. This was just the biggest one, and I, I'm glad it happened for him. I mean, didn't he had a pick six late in the season too, didn't he? Yeah. In the regular season. Yep. It was huge. So I'm, I'm happy for the kid because he's come from that situation at the Combine to now making probably one of the biggest plays in Bill's history. And I feel happy for him. I can't I can't be happier. Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, they've put together a, a football crew, Graham, that we haven't seen in years. This team is relentless. We have no superstars on defense. None. Eh. And, but who would you honestly consider a su- like superstar? Superstar to me, Charles Woodson, Troy Polamalu. I think Ed Trey Reed. White's on the on the path. He's on the path. I think Trey White, if they win the Super Bowl this year, Trey White is going to be considered a superstar in the NFL. He could. He very well could be. But I'm saying with this defensive line, there's no superstars there. Jerry Hughes is just a very consistent player, but nobody would consider him a superstar. No. Same thing with Mario. And, you know, without having Star Latule going up against the biggest the biggest thing coming into this game was the fact that we're playing the most run-dominant offense in the league, and then all of a sudden they come in here and they can't do anything. We're making Lamar Jackson throw out of the pocket. We're making them scramble. We totally just deformed this whole entire offense right. in Buffalo. Right. And it was great to watch. And it, I'm happy because that just shows you that you don't need all the superstars. You don't need the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense to win games. You just need guys who buy into the situation, who buy into the lifestyle, and work together as one unit. And it's this is the process. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have been preaching since they got here. It's the culmination of all of that that they have promised for years since they've been here. Mm-hmm. It is huge to see it now come to fruition. Right. It, it's so awesome to watch a bunch of guys that have been pretty much written off by other teams, like AJ Klein yeah. having a huge year, uh, Mario Addison having a great year, guys that are almost like castaways that come here and then they just revive their career for a year or two. And this team is just so special. It is. And when you, you could tell it was special too. When Taron got that interception, I'm sure everybody's seen it now, but there's videos all over the place about how hyped the Bills sideline was. Everybody's freaking out, running down the sideline, throwing their freaking jackets. Yeah, Matt they Barkley lost their minds. Looks like Superman. Yeah, to Matt Barkley is Dude, the a, oh. he is like the greatest cheerleader of all time. <laughs> I, I love Matt Barkley to death. I hope that I don't true. see him on the field anytime soon because then then, then we're, we have a problem, yeah. obviously, because Josh <laughs> Allen's not out there. Yep. But, man, he is the best. Like he, Yeah, I'll, I'll call him a cheerleader. Who needs because, the Buffalo Jills? <laughs> yeah, because, I'm just going to call him that because he's not going to play unless it's an emergency, basically, right, right. or we're up so big. Mm-hmm. But the guy is such a great supporter of his teammates. Yeah, he just... It's, it's, it's special it is I, I can't say that word enough like this team is special it is and they've been saying that since day one i mean dawkins he's been telling everybody every time he's on the media questions after the games everybody's writing us off everybody's you know they don't believe in us but we don't care about all that we believe in ourselves and it's proven that oh. Let's, i mean just look at the offensive line alone we've we've mumbled jumbled that offensive line all year long yeah with, due to injuries and all kinds of other stuff and now we got like boker starting for us I- ike boker's playing really well who was well. an undrafted free agent he's playing really well so i mean it's it's just great to see man it's great to see everybody gelling it's great to see this team doing what they want to do and that's how i feel about this offense that's why i'm excited about this chiefs game coming up man because this offense can literally do whatever it wants we didn't even th- we ran the ball like two times in the first half against the ravens yeah two times 
We were moving the ball. Mind you, we didn't we didn't score a lot of points. Yeah, but we were, we were moving the ball. We were winning the field position game. Yeah. Got up 3 nothing in the first half, and then second half, mm-hmm. everything changed. The only thing I would say that kind of looked like they were struggling was the deep pass, but you could account that to the wind. I mean, Josh Allen came out throwing everywhere. Yeah. The wind was not a factor. Brian Dayball wasn't worried about the wind. The Ravens were worried about the wind. Their, their running backs couldn't catch the ball. Their wide receivers couldn't catch the ball. I didn't understand what they were even trying to do. I think that they were just trying to beat the Bills at their own game, and it totally blew up in their face. It did. It did. And I'm fine with that because you know what? We're moving on to the AFC Championship. <sighs> Dude, I the first time in my lifetime that I'm going to be able to watch an AFC Championship game and actually know what's going on. Yeah. Dude, this is the most important moment of my life. <laughs> As a Bills fan. No, in sure. general, in this gen- is the most important We've moment of my life. We've been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, just even saying that the Bills are in the AFC Championship gives me butterflies. I get yeah. goose, I get goosebumps. I've been waiting so long for this, Eric. Dude, so long. I it makes me want to cry thinking about it because like, I am so amped up. I'm pumped. I just want the world to do me right one time, <laughs> just this one time. Like get me to the Super Bowl, please. Oh, we are so close. Josh Allen, I know is is he's gonna handle it. He's he going to handle it like a man. He's going to do what he's got to do. He has a fire in his eyes every time he takes the field that I haven't seen since since Brady. Brady? Yeah, I would say you look at a lot of other players when they're in big moments. The look on Josh Allen's face reminds me of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And it's stone cold. Yeah. Stone cold. There ain't nothing stopping you. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have that look. I don't know. He is I don't, MVP, bro. I don't. He doesn't have the look. Super Bowl MVP. He doesn't have that look in his eye. Like I'm, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm, I'm winning no matter what. You know, I just caught yeah, myself yes, trying yes. to not swear. I did a good, good job. Man there. I'm, I'm gonna say S words, no F words. <laughs> S words, no F words. Yeah, hey, that's a T-shirt for yeah. you. <laughs> but you know, I I totally agree with you, man. He's a different breed this year. He's an alpha male on the Buffalo Bills. He said it since day one, though, since they got into the playoffs. We know why we're here. I love this. I love this victory, but we know where we want to be. We're not we're not satisfied yet. Let's get there. No, one not done. One not done, baby. So I'm I'm really pumped to see what's going to take place here this week. I want to dive right into that with you, man, against the Chiefs. This is a great team. This is a great matchup both ways. Honestly, this is a great matchup both ways for the Chiefs and the Bills. But that being said, I think our defense is a little better than the last time we played. A lot better than the last time we played. Mm-hmm. We've got a healthy Matt Milano. We've got a healthy secondary. Our team, I believe, is the healthiest team left in the uh, in the playoffs, and that's going to help us out here going forward. Pat Mahomes, we still have no idea if he is going to be playing this game. I'm sure he's going to play. I'm 99% sure he's playing. Yeah, but if you saw, did you see the hit? Yeah, it, they're saying it was a stinger. I can see where they could say that, but I could also see how it could be a concussion. Like, I hope they're not playing with this dude because well, it, not, not playing with this dude as in I hope he doesn't play. I want I want to beat the best to get to the best. Don't I do, get too. Me wrong. But at the same time, I hope they're not playing with this guy's, like, well-being because I watched that hit. It wasn't – it didn't look like he got hit in the head. It doesn't. It literally looked like he got, like, in a chokehold and the guy just kind of threw him down and his neck got all weird. But – when he went to go stand up, dude, he couldn't stand up. No, he flopped. Like his offensive lineman literally had to hold him up, and Pete, like his eyes were like all over the place. So, well, it's it's like in fighting, like you know when guys get hit in the yeah. side of the face, they call it the button. He got hit right in the button by by something, elbow, hand. I don't, know. I, I don't I, just the way he fell, like like cut off circulation. So I don't know. 
something happened. Mm-hmm. But that can also lead to concussion. It can. And it's just kind of scary. You you look at plays like that and you're like, man, is this guy really going to be ready next week to right. play again? Right. I agree with you 100% on wanting to play the best and beat the best no matter what. Because I don't want doubters. No. I want to go into this game with him healthy, ready to go, and put your best up against my best and we'll see who wins. Exactly. That We've been saying that since day one. You know, that's why we wanted Brady to stay in uh, New England this year. Right. We want, if we were going to win the East, we wanted to beat Brady doing it. But that's some serious stuff. I mean, as Bills fans, we saw Kevin Everett go down with a serious neck injury. You just don't play with this stuff. And I know the Chiefs are in this for the long haul. They want to they, they just paid this guy five hundred million dollars. I hope that they don't make a decision just because they're close to a Super Bowl when they're probably going to be in this position more than one time well, in the next 10 years. That, and you know Patrick Mahomes is such a competitor that he's not oh, going to say no. Yeah, he's gonna yeah, he, he's he's going to be out there. Like I, I, I definitely agree that he's probably going to play. I just hope that they play him knowing that he's actually healthy and not not like, eh, there's some gray area there. He could get popped one good time here, and that could mess him up. You know? Hey, the way our defensive line has been playing the last couple of games is – a chance he gets popped quite a few mm-hmm. times. And our boys are hungry. Yeah, they are. And that's that's something where the Chiefs, I don't think, are ready for that side of the Buffalo Bills. The Chiefs have been here before. They've right. been to the AFC Championship. They know how to handle their business here. But they've never seen a hungry 25-year drought team dogging out everybody right now. So I'm going to throw this out here real quick. I know when we played them earlier this season, it seemed like we were playing not to lose. I really don't think that we go into this game with that same mindset. I really think that we're going in this game to win no matter the cost. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. The first time we, we played them, 26-17 defeat. But the biggest question mark going into this game, which I now feel confident about beating the Ravens, was Clyde Edwards-Hellaire had 161 yards against us in that game. Yeah. Now, that was early in the season, and every Bills fan knows our defense wasn't anything close to what it is right now when we played the Chiefs back then. I agree with and, you 100%, man. And taking a team like the Ravens, who had 4,000 rushing yards this year, and shutting them right down in a game that should have just been a run game for them yeah, was incredible. So I'm confident that Clyde Edwards-Hellaire, or any running back for that matter, is not going to have 160 yards against us. No, I'm sure that they're going to have their their plays, which yep. the Ravens had theirs in, in the last game. Yep. But you're right, man. We're shutting them down. We got to. I mean, we, we're we hungry. Like I said, this is a 25-year drought team. Jerry Hughes has been waiting for this moment his whole life. Josh Allen is coming back from last year of probably some of the biggest mistakes he's ever made in his football career. And this team is hungry. I mean, John Brown, healthy. Cole Beasley, kind of healthy. Steph Diggs. This is still one of the top-tier offensive powerhouses in the league. And we're going up against the next powerhouse in the league. Right. So, we're, we were one and two at yeah. the end of the season. So yeah. let's get after it. Let's man. get after it, dude. I, the other thing I'm pumped for, you know, Sean McDermott's hungry, bro. You know, Sean McDermott's like, yo, Andy Reid, I'm your predecessor. He's like, <laughs> he's like no, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. AFC, here we are. The, I just the wish- teacher is going to become the master this time for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Leslie Frazier's going to, I think he's going to have a great game plan for these Chiefs. And Sean McDermott knows Andy Reid better than anybody in terms of coaching. He's been coaching against his offenses just about his whole entire career. So that's one of the most positive things we have going into this game. I'm, I was more nervous about last game than I am about this game. And I don't know if that's a problem. I'm more excited now. I'm excited that we can say the Bills are in the AFC Championship. I'm not nervous, though. I think Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are comparably the same player. I think our wide receivers are comparably the same. I think our running backs are comparably the same in our offensive line. Defensively, I think we have them. I don't I think their secondary is good, but 
I don't think their front seven is as strong as us with a healthy Matt Milano and a healthy Tremaine Edmonds. And with AJ Klein playing his ass off lately has been. Dude, he's awesome. playing out of his mind. Yeah. So, and obviously our nickel is one of the best in the league, but the Chiefs have that. The Chiefs have a really good big nickel package. This is a great matchup. This, I feel like we're playing a mirror image of ourselves. Really. This game is going to be so close. It's going to be right down to the wire, I feel like, man. And Do you think it's going to be big ball, or do you think we're going to have a low-scoring game? I think it's going to be big ball. You think it's going to be big ball? Yeah, I think so. I See, that's the one thing I've been like contemplating all week is kind of like, I can look. Are we gonna let it fly? Are we gonna see? I can look at it both ways too, man. It's it's. Do you try to keep Pat Mahomes off the field, or do you just try to say, "Hey, Josh, let's just air it out all day and see if we can beat Pat Mahomes at his own game." I think you say, "Hey, Josh, we think you can beat Pat Mahomes at his own game, and we know you can beat Pat Mahomes at his own game." The Mm -hmm. guy put up incredible numbers this year. Yep. For any quarterback, seriously, MVP candidate, Mm -hmm. which. Getting into that real quick, I really think he should get the MVP. I think he's, if he beats Pat Mahomes, when is the MVP even given? I have no idea. At the end, well, let's say if it's at the end of the season, if he beats Pat Mahomes, reigning Super Bowl MVP, and then goes and beats Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you gotta give him the MVP. I think, yeah, you gotta give it to him. Yeah, he just like you're you're talking about a kid. Pat Mahomes, who just literally torched up the NFL last year, and now you got Josh Allen, who could potentially come in here and do the same thing right back to him and then take it to Tom Brady, which we could dive into that real quick if you want. I'm scared to get into it. <laughs> you know, let's let's just let, – we won't even touch the Tom Brady thing. We'll wait until the end of the AFC Championship, but I'm just going to throw it out there. If we're going to the Super Bowl, I want to play Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. That dude has literally made me hate my life for 20 years in the AFC. You know what? You know what? No, I'm I'm getting into it because there's a chance that the Bucks don't make the, the Super Bowl yeah, either. True. So you know what? If we make it to the Super Bowl, I want Brady. I want to get rid of all of our demons in one season. Mm-hmm. I want to sweep the Patriots, which we did. Yep. I want to beat Brady in the Super Bowl now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, all of our demons. When's the last time we won the AFC East? We've swept the Patriots. We've won our first home uh, playoff game. We're in the AFC Championship. 25-year drought out. Give me Tom Brady and let that be the ultimate end chapter to this freaking novel of a book that's been written. Right yeah, now. it's nutty, and it it would be the most fitting end. I would literally cry if we beat Tom Brady. Oh, dude, I will. If in we, Tampa? Regardless if, we, if it's Tom Brady or not, if we're in the Super Bowl, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. If we, win, <laughs> if we win the Super Bowl, I, I know Bills fans are probably – Gonna do the right thing and not destroy the city of Buffalo, but I also see that city burning <laughs> to the mother burn. effing ground. Nah, I hope it really doesn't. But you know, you never actually know. This is a this is probably a scary time. I mean, the Buffalo officials. Well, I mean, are you, th- you like, think about it, man. It's like thirty years of yeah. pent up energy in this city because we went to four straight Super Bowls and lost them all. Yep. No Super Bowl wins for this franchise. Dude, that's be, a lot of pent up energy. It would dude. be wild. Like the the that's like the oh. worst blue balls ever. No, seriously. That that you're absolutely right, man. The the Buffalo police are probably like thinking about this now. Like, hey, uh, Mayor, um, what are we gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> like this is bad, uh, <laughs> Mayor. We're gonna be out there with them, and uh, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be able to do the right thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I really don't know. But yeah, hey. One game at a time. We got to take down right. the Chiefs. I, I think we can do it, though. I'm not. I'm I'm excited. I'm not nervous anymore. I, like I said, I was more nervous about the Ravens. I'm just excited at the fact that we can sit here and say that we're in this position and we own our own right to the Super Bowl. See, I have a confused feeling right uh, right now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. 
if it's excitement or nervousness mm-hmm. or something we've just never felt. Yeah, or just or just scared. Yeah. Honestly, I am pumped for this game though. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for Sunday night or well, Sunday early night. Yeah, it's like what, six o'clock. Yeah, six o'clock's the game. Yeah, but it's not the night. Game. Right. It's dark at four o'clock now, man. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, all right, let's get into some predictions real quick about this game. I'm just gonna throw some numbers at you. You tell me over, under, whatever, whatever you want to say, okay? You good? Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Josh Allen throws for over 300 yards. Over. Okay, we're taking Josh. Pat Mahomes throws for over 300 yards. Over. Ooh, so we're going, you're going big ball here. Yeah, I'm going big ball. All right, Josh Allen runs for one touchdown or more. Yes. You think Josh is getting one more? Okay. Yes. And okay. 50 rushing yards for Josh Allen. 50 rushing yards. Minimum. All right, all right. Do the Bills get any turnovers? Yeah. How many? Are you talking about them turning the ball over or? No, us turning, like the Chiefs turning the ball over. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say two. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say at least a fumble. At least a fumble. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I one. think a, I think a fumble and a pick or two fumbles. Okay. Stephon Diggs, six receptions or more. More. More? Obviously. Obviously. I'm thinking I saw a stat actually about Steph Diggs coming into this where he's like the only receiver to have six plus receptions in X amount of games. Up to I think it was like twelve or thirteen games, he had six or more receptions, which is yeah. the first time it's ever happened in the NFL. I love I love what that's going on there too. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs has been <laughs> since they got here, man. You can't separate. They them. are the dynamic duo. They are Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. They are and just having John Brown there, dude, just compliments everything. Cole Beasley really did step up when John was out, but now that you got these three healthy guys and a Rambo Dawson Knox who's heating up too, man. This is this is a Gabriel Davis team. stepping in and doing things, man. Gabriel yeah. Davis has been the most exciting player in the wide receiver core for me in the playoffs. How about even Isaiah? Isaiah has looked good too, but those two catches against the Colts on the sideline that Gabriel Davis had that they had to waste to challenge on. Yep. Dude. Loved it. Those are, those are big time plays Mm -hmm. for guys that are like older and more experienced and can handle the moment. He stepped up and handled that moment, dude. Yeah. Personally, I know you're going for a high flying game here. I, I really do believe this is going to be a low scoring game, like a 17, 13, I, I really do. I think Andy Reid is is going to play conservative. I think Leslie Frazier is going to play. Hold, hold, hold the phone now. Hold hold on. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I didn't say anything about a score yet. Phone's down. <laughs> I just think the Chiefs are going to be able to put up the yards, but I don't think they're really going to be able to punch it in. I think we're going to have that bend but don't break attitude mm-hmm. from that defense that we've come to love here in Buffalo. And I'm guessing maybe that they're putting in a touchdown and a couple field goals in this game. Okay. Okay. I, I hope so. I hope that's what we hold Pat Mahomes to. The biggest threat in the red zone is Travis Kelsey. We can stop him. We stopped Mark Andrews. He was literally the main target. Lamar Jackson only throws to him in the red zone. We can shut him down. But Tyreek Hill, I just think both teams are going to be playing really safe here. I don't think the Chiefs want to give up a big play. They're going to be playing a lot of zones, soft zones. Same with us. They're going to be trying to play that bend but don't break attitude. I'm I'm ecstatic, dude. I, I, I firmly believe the Bills are going to have a couple turnovers. I think we're going to get to Pat Mahomes. And this game is going to be, like I said, 17-13, real, real tight. I think it's going to be a real tight game, right yeah. down to the wire. Andy Reid and Sean McDermott know each other like the back of their hands. I'm going to say 21-13. to 21-13? Yeah. I just wish it was home. You know, That's the only thing I wanted. I wanted the Browns to win just so we could have a home AFC championship, but you know what? I was actually considering talking to you about going to Kansas City yeah. and going to the game, but I'll tell you what right now. I already have it planned out. I'm going to Tampa if we go to the Super Bowl. That's happening. I got a house already down there. I'm going. So if you want to go, I'm I'm in. You can go. 
I'm in. But we're driving. We're not flying, so we that, can avoid that's, all the. That's know, fine, man. Air, I air I am in, and <clears throat> I will spend my life savings. Yep. On a Super Bowl game. Well. Bills Mafia, like Kyle Brandt says, mount the fuck up. We got shit to do this week. It's the AFC Championship, and we've been waiting for this moment our whole entire lives. 90s babies, we are here. We're ecstatic. We're excited, and we cannot wait to share this experience with you. And we will be back after this game. After the Bills win, we will be back to talk to you about our trip to the Super Bowl. And Graham, you got anything else for these guys? Yeah, everybody, make sure that you like and share the podcast. Share it with everybody. It's going to be huge. Make sure that you guys are telling your friends to join the Facebook page. The community's growing. We're up over 400 followers. You guys have been phenomenal. You guys have been very patient, and it's been awesome. Thank you all for the great support. I can't say enough how important you guys are to us. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you again. If you're going to be with people this weekend, be safe. Be rowdy, be loud. Let's have the Buffalo Bills here. It's all the way down in Kansas City. And as always, binge on.